Welcome to the second episode of Indicast Business Podcast where we cover the top business stories from across the world. It's June 17, 2007. I'm Abhishek and I have Ritika with me. Hi everyone and before we start let me thank all of you for a great response to our first episode. And now hmm. we have also got a name for our business podcast. Well, it's called Dhando Takko Rokudo. You guys picked that one among four of them. But I also liked another one suggested by Ram. He said Dizzy Nation. That's the English version. The slang version is Dhando Takko Rokudo, which roughly translated means uh, it's all about money in Gujarati. Yes, so, and I'll take some time to get the Dhando huh? Takko Rokudo. <laughs> so till then okay, Abhishek will keep taking the name. Let's 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 do that again. Then do takko rokro. All right, you got that. All right. Yeah. Moving on directly into the topics. Yes. Mumbai may have to wait for the monsoon, but it's raining mergers and acquisitions with Indian skies. All yeah. the small airlines are being groomed these days, you know, to be gobbled up by the big daddies of the industry. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh-huh. we have had Kingfisher buying 26% Nedekil. And Go Air has taken a 40% stake in Paramount. You know, well, I love Go Air only because Preeti Zinta is the endorser. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, right. Kingfisher and Deccan deal quickly. These two people, Vijay Malaya and uh, uh, who's the other guy? Yeah. Gopinath, Gopinath, Captain Gopinath. You know, they are neighbors in Bangalore. They share the same wall. Are they? Yep. And uh, Malaya jokes that if we get any closer, we'll be in bed together. No, no, no. And we don't want any more uh, CEO controversies happening. Ah, yeah. CEO controversy, sleeping around with other people, getting sacked. <laughs> it's corporate America, not corporate India yet. Yeah. So, yeah, this deal, you know, it was struck within 72 hours. There was no due diligence. That is, Vijay Malia didn't bother getting into the nitty-gritties of the deal. He offered to take over the 26% stake at rupees uh, 150 per share. Uh, Gopinath said, no, no, give me 160. Then they settled at 155. And Vijay Malia wanted uh, four directors on the board and he settled for three. So basically, it was the quickest deal that the aviation industry has had in Indian history. The big deal is that both these aircraft have got the same fleet. Mm-hmm. They've got the same engines and they, they have got this maintenance contract with Lufthansa Technik. For us, it might not mean the fares getting uh, lowered because Vijay Malia is not a great fan of low frills airlines and he's gone on record by saying that the bloodbath of fares will end. That's and, true. Uh, because of the mergers which has happened earlier also, like the Air Sahara and Jet Airways merger and uh-huh. the Air India and Indian Airlines merger. So there is consolidation happening in the Indian industry because of which the ticket prices are definitely going to fall. I think any news is bad news for the Indian customer in aviation right now. Indian Airlines, all the employees had gone out for a strike and two days all the passengers were stranded here at the airport mm-hmm. a couple of days back. And and not only that, you know, this when the merger did take place, Indian Airlines and Air India, mm-hmm. the ratio of crew members to every aircraft is 280 to 1. So in other words, for every airplane, there are 280 employees when the norm outside is 150. So there is a lot of bulk. Public ka money, hai, tax money. Hai, <laughs> so you can spend as much as you want. Who cares? Yeah. But anyways, our uh, Air Deccan and Kingfisher airline merger, the synergies <laughs> are expected to bring down the cost by 15 to 20% for the airlines. Also, they have uh, made a conscious decision to not go for exactly a merger because <laughs> there will be many people-related issues if this is done because uh, Kingfisher Airlines is, uh, caters to a different kind of clientele and Air Deccan to different. So the privileges hmm. given to Kingfisher Airline employees 
different than air deccan and in fact even this uh, air india and indian airlines strike was because of the same reason the indian employees wanted everything at par with what air india employees are getting oh and uh, they were said that they'll get their arrears from uh, some 2000 but right. they were saying that we want the arrears right from 97 so uh-huh. people related issues need to be tackled very carefully in such cases Yeah that's true because Captain Gopinath he said that our pilots sleep in guest houses mm. not so much with Kingfisher that's right so, hmm and now moving on after the high profile takeover news of Barclays and the Royal Bank of Scotland running after ABN there was a flurry of takeover bids in the market so we now hear that news corporation which is led by the media guru Rupert mm. Murdoch has made an unsolicited bid for Dow Jones. Dow Jones oh. uh, is a company that uh, publishes Wall Street Journal. This is going to be in direct competition with the General Electric owned CNBC cable network. How And old is he? Yeah, he's like he's more than 80. How long is he going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> He purchased MySpace a year ago for half a billion dollars, which is doing very well. Mm. Uh, the biggest social networking site in the world. And very yeah. recently, ESPN bought over uh, the Bangalore-based company CricInfo.com. These were some of the people who were in the news for the right reasons. We've had a string of CEOs, mostly abroad, who have been uh, notorious. For example, Lord Brown of British Petroleum. That's right. Lord Brown has resigned from his post to save his company from embarrassment after a newspaper won a court battle against him to print private details of his life and he had reportedly lied in court he was apparently having some gay affair and he had right. lied about it in the court so he had to resign for that mm. there was a time you know he he was used to lobby for uh, Tony Blair Mm. So BP was called Blair Petroleum and not British Petroleum. Oh. So this he is like a well-connected guy. But I think uh, there's another example of this guy, uh, the guy heading HBO, Chris Albrecht. Albrecht. He's the guy behind uh, not Soprano, Sex and the City. So even he had yeah, to quit because. Yeah, he's taking inspiration from his own series. <laughs> yeah, a heavy drinker and then uh, got some uh, physical altercation with a female employee, mm-hmm. and so I think it's bad PR for the company. So these guys had to quit. But and I think also the, had to quit was Paul Wolfowitz. Oh, how the, can you forget the Casanova? Yes, <laughs> the of director World of World Bank. Yeah, right. He so apparently go on both of them. Yeah, yeah. You say infidelity from a girl is much more sexy than a guy coming <laughs> from a guy. <laughs> go on. Yeah. yeah he yeah. apparently uh, gave his girlfriend out of turn promotion and personal benefits etc ah, so yes that was misusing his professional past so i think he did that by using world bank's funds that's right so so i think all of this is very personal uh, till the time they mix it with the company so had he not had uh, the the hbo had not uh, messed up with his employee hmm. i think it would be it would have been all right and i think it's unfair for not brown to have resigned because it was his private life and no one really needs to know but he said he lied under oath and he found a technicality yeah. and he quit the indian ceos are also not having a very good time with our prime minister dr manmohan singh says that a few of the corporate indian ceos like mithil and ambani uh, are paying themselves a lot of money in compensation what do you think about that it's okay i mean as long as they are paying their taxes and they are doing their duty towards their country whatever they are mm-hmm. supposed to do it's fine and then it's up to the government to use that money for the benefit of the public so i don't think the government should interfere in 
private companies as to how much salaries the employees are getting. I mean, after some days, otherwise they'll start. First, it'll start with CEO, and then uh, you'll start regulating our salaries. Why are people in banking industry or IT industry getting so much of money, and people in textiles are not? It's not fair. Everything is yeah. market control. It's perfectly all right. You know how much does uh, Steve Jobs of Apple earn in salary? One dollar. One dollar. Okay. One dollar, yeah. He and a couple of guys from Google also, but then yeah, they've got those stock options. And so the question is, how much is enough? They said that you know, in a startup, a newly formed venture, uh, the founder members should not be earning more than five times the lowest paid in the organization. And okay. today, a CEO makes as much as one seventy-nine times as much as a rank-and-file worker does. Out there. Oh, so we so now like know huge. what salary structure we are going to have in Abhishek's company. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm earning one dollar. I can say that, and I don't have any stock options. <laughs> so, moving on, there is another company in the IT field, Infosys. Infosys has raised the exit barrier for its staff. It has made it mandatory for the employees to sign a no compete agreement letter along with their annual uh, hike letter. So hmm. this year, when the Infosys are uh, signing their uh, annual hike letter, they have to sign that they are not going to join any competitor or any of their clients hmm. within uh, six months after their termination. And this uh, oh. competitor list includes TCS, IBM, Accenture, Cognizant, Wipro, so almost the uh, main big IT companies. So it's like uh, they're giving them a carrot, saying that okay, here's your annual bonus and here's our exit policy. Yes. So, but i don't know whether non compete actually works because you know there are times when when you enter uh, an organization you have to sign a bond saying that for 2 years or till the time you are being trained you are not going to quit but uh, it works only if it's two ways it's like the company saying that in case we have to lay you off we'll compensate you adequately and if you have to leave us within that period of time, you have to give us your two-month salary or something. But that doesn't happen in India. Yeah, but the playing off thing also doesn't happen, at least till now, mm-hmm. it not happen in India ah, because they've got yeah. stricter labor laws. And another thing is that this Infosys deal, it has to be two ways. I mean, if Infosys is saying that you cannot join TCS, then even mm-hmm. TCS has to sign a counter deal with Infosys. Otherwise, it's not going to work. I mean, how are they going to track so many people and the attribution? Yeah. It is so high. How are they going to track who is who is joining where? So it has to be a no poaching agreement between both the companies. But you know, even that it says this Section 27 of Indian Contract Act. It says okay. that even this uh, might not actually have any legal merit because it, an agreement that restrains anyone from carrying on a lawful profession is void to that extent. But if I am working with Infosys now. Mm-hmm. And if it restrains me from carrying on a lawful profession in, say, a TCS or a Wipro, hmm. then it's void. Oh. And, and such agreements of restraints are unfair as they are imposing an undue restriction on my personal freedom mm-hmm. to choose. That's a fundamental right, basically. So then uh, you can't uh, really take that employee to court on that. So it's unreasonable restriction. That's what they taught us in law, right, back in B-School. Yeah. Anything that is unreasonable, it's not part of uh, the body. It's, it's void. Right. So let's wait and watch what will mm. be the repercussions of this deal. Now, moving on from IT to retail. There was this uh, news last week that mm. uh, Reliance stores were attacked in Ranchi by vegetable vendors and their supporters. So mm. this is an ongoing debate actually in detail that when all these big stores are going to come up, what will happen to all these local vendors, etc.? 
I'm more interested how did they reward like throwing bananas and tomatoes at the show. <laughs> no, <laughs> so they said was banana and tomatoes, uh-huh. but uh, it wasn't. Uh, uh, we are good at pelting stones, yeah. <laughs> so, in an attempt to combat this political opposition against its retail stores, Reliance Industry has come out with a novel idea. It has decided to partner in these uh, local vegetable vendors. And hmm. then open their food and grocery format stores. Hmm. So you're saying the unorganized sector will be working with uh, yes, the organized sector. They'll be on the payroll of uh, how it how does it work? Yeah, something like that. It is it mainly works on two strategies. The first one is to simply get these vendors on Reliance direct payrolls. And in ah. this model, the vendor directly becomes a part of uh, retail and works on a fixed fee. Okay. And the other model is that the company will empanel vendors and give products to them on credit. So these vendors will gain from Reliance low-cost sourcing and supply chain infrastructure. And awesome. then once these products are sold, the profit will be shared between the vendor and our, uh, Reliance. Uh-huh. So, you know, trust Reliance to come out with <laughs> such novel ideas. To, no, I don't no, think that. anybody in today, yeah. until now, uh-huh. till date, in world, uh-huh. any retail company would have done this. I mean, yeah. even Walmart, which is facing so much of opposition in US and other countries, hmm. had uh, come out with this idea. For them, it's like dhando takro rokro. Good to buy company after all. She said it all. We're done. Cool. So that's all for uh, this episode of our business podcast, Dando Takko Rokro. And yes. please log on to <laughs> www.theindicast.com and leave your it is comments. Not www, it's www.cws. Oh, did I say 2Ws? Okay, yeah. I thought I worked in IT. Cool. Yes, and go there, register yourself. Uh, you'll know when we release our next podcast. Uh, it'll take you not more than 10 seconds to do that. And, and you know, before we go, I've got a small, uh, what do you say, since we spoke about Vijay Malia for a long time in this episode, there's this small joke that I read about him, and I want to share it with everybody. May I? Oh, you know, after oh. seeing all these comedy circles and comedy oh. and comedy that, I'm like full with jokes, but anyways. Uh, have no, but the quality, yeah. <laughs> is also a beer baron. Mm-hmm. So you know, after the great beer festival in London, all these brewery bosses. Ha ha! I know this one. Go oh, on, go on. No, you don't. <laughs> so you'll have to fake a laugh at least, okay? In the end. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. So these all these guys are sitting together, and uh, the Miller Lite CEO gets up and says to the bartender, "I'd like to have the world's best beer, a Miller Lite." So the bartender dusts off the bottle and gives him one. The guy from Budweiser sitting next to him says, I'd like to have the most refreshing beer in the world. Give me the king of beers, the Budweiser. So they're, they're doing their positioning statements. So then the guy from Coors says that, I'd like to have a beer made with Rocky Mountain spring water. So give me Coors. So then he gets that. So Vijay Malia sits down, looks around and says, give me a Coke. So the bartender is like, oh, okay, there you go. And the other bosses ask him and say, why aren't you drinking a Kingfisher? Uh, this guy says, well, if you guys aren't drinking beer, neither will I. <laughs> laugh, laugh. <laughs> okay. So that's about it. Uh, you let us know whether that was a PJ or a good one. It was a forward, which was pretty popular some time back. So I thought, let's just squeak this in. And uh, that's about it from Mumbai. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.